0: Welcome to Mondays with Matt with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off
1: your week with Matt. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to mid-October edition here of Mondays with Matt. The year is winding itself down nicely. Got lots of fall colors, cool temps, and all that good stuff going on. And Matt and I are going to talk about tax consequences because, you know what, it's technically the fourth quarter, right? We should start thinking about things uh, as we do intend to do because we're looking at next year. But that's, you know, that's really just kind of tax prep versus tax planning. Now, that's a different conversation. We'll get into that another day. But for right now, we're gonna look at some tax consequences to various types of accounts and see what these might have advantages and or disadvantages and chat it up with Matt here on Mondays with Matt. What's going on, my friend? How you doing?
0: Hey Mark, I'm doing well. Fall is one of my favorite seasons, and of course October is where we experience a lot of that up here in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. And also the wrapping up the very end of the month is my birthday, so it yeah. falls on Halloween. So oh, you're a Halloween baby. I'm a I'm a trick. Uh, wait, anyway, I'm a treat. I'm I was gonna treat. say, wait a minute. It depends
1: on <laughs> depends on when you were growing up, what day it was, right?
0: Yeah. When so, I was a kid, this was the best, the best day to have a birthday because it was like everybody knew it and they handed you candy and
1: well, you were getting candy regardless. So did you, did you <laughs> feel, did you feel, night. I don't know. Did you go through a stage where you felt jipped out because you're going to get candy regardless? Cause it's Halloween.
0: Yeah. You well, know? it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like a Christmas baby. I never baby. felt gypped until I had kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> cuz now it's all about them and yeah. them getting candy and it's like, "Wait, it's
1: my birthday." Right. <laughs> it was kind of like a, I always thought, you know, I always thought being a Christmas baby would would stink, right? Cuz you're getting Christmas mm-hmm. presents, you know, and it's like, "Do you get double presents?" You know, as a kid, you're like, "Oh, I'm like, yes, that's going to be awesome cuz I'm going to get double the presents." But maybe you didn't yeah. get, you know, so, I don't know. It's so different.
0: I know I know I've I talked to a lot of people that were not around that holiday and uh, they kind of concede that it, you know they do get chipped Because <laughs> now mom and dad just didn't save for their birthday right, in yeah. addition to Christmas. In addition
1: to now, I never, I've never actually met somebody now that I think about it who actually is a Halloween baby. So are you? Are, you know, I guess being born, I guess you could either love it or hate it. Are you a Halloween kind of guy? Do you do you go in for all the the fun stuff? Do you enjoy Halloween, trick or treating, scary movies, and all that kind of stuff?
0: Yeah, you know, I I enjoy it a little bit. The trick or treating, of course, I I've taken kids uh, kids around the, the neighborhood and stuff. But um, as far as Halloween and all that goes, um, I I like the. I'm not a, a huge lover of you know in the in your face horror screaming and all that stuff. Okay, but so growing I up, I do, it wasn't your thing. But I that wasn't my thing necessarily. No, I'm, I'm I don't love you know. It's crazy because I got a client who. She's an older lady, and she loves to go to any horror movie she can. She just loves it, and she, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Well, it's really? an adrenaline
1: thing. That's one of the people. One of the things we say about it, right? Because we have yeah. this fight or flight thing, right? So we go to see <laughs> these kinds of movies, or or haunted houses, right? The haunted idea houses, yeah. is to get scared because it fires up, you know, our our adrenaline system, you know, and we're just kind yeah, of like, you know, definitely the high. Uh,
0: it, Gets your senses t- taps those senses in a way that they haven't been tapped for a while. So yeah. I have enjoyed a few of those haunted houses and stuff over the years. Okay. And, uh,
1: Going, but it didn't. To, it didn't affect you. Know, you. It didn't that, make. But... It didn't make you a, a dark mat. It didn't make you a. Uh, uh, you know, being born on Halloween didn't didn't kind of send you down this path of I love everything Halloween. You just no I no gotcha. no. Okay. I,
0: I don't love to get scared, but I I do enjoy scaring people myself. Every
1: I once gotcha. in a while. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of scary, let's transition into taxes. Huh, because oh. <laughs> taxes. Cue <laughs> the, do the scream. Yeah. Cue the uh, psycho music. <laughs> <laughs> reet, 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 you know. So <laughs> pros and cons. Of some of these accounts, Matt. When it comes to taxes, I'm um, gonna toss this out here: tax deferred accounts like 401ks, IRAs. Obviously, this is the this is the norm. This is what we put most of our money into, and this is the let's wait to pay our you know Uncle Sam later bucket. Yeah. What's the pros and cons of this? Because it sounds like all pro f- at first, right? It's like hoo hoo, I don't have to pay taxes on this right now.
0: Yeah, that's the so the pros would be like um, if you are working and your employer has a 401k, you get to cram a bunch of money if you have a lot of disposable income, and some of us don't, but some of us start off with just like, yep, let's put in the max or let's put in, you know, X percentage, maybe 10% of my income. You put the money in before you pay Uncle Sam. So, um, this is a great strategy. We've used it for many, many years, and it was called pay yourself first. And um, when I was getting started in, in um, investment school. you know, And of course, I, I read some authors. One of the guys was saying, yeah, this is a great way to pay yourself before you pay the government with the proceeds of your work, with your labor, your wages. So you put your money into a 401k and it gets deposited before it's taxed. It grows and accumulates tax deferred. That means you don't have to pay taxes on the gains every year. When we pull that money out during retirement is when we're going to pay taxes on that money. And so the beautiful thing is our money gets to go in before it's ever taxed and it grows and accumulates without tax. And, you know, of course we'll, we'll get to the con here that you pay taxes. (laughs) Right. But when you pull the money out, then, then you pay the income tax on it. Right. Now the thought here is that it grows and accumulates and it compounds, you know, before I pay tax. And so that's a, that's a great thing. I love that feature. You know, we also have an IRA, which if you don't have a 401k plan or other retirement program through work, you can contribute to an IRA for yourself or your spouse. And so one of the requirements there is we have earned income or wages that um, we, we earn and um, we can put the money into our IRA every year. And again, we can take a tax deduction for the, for the amount that we put in. So again, you're putting it in pre-tax or if you've got extra money sitting around, and you meet the qualifications and you can contribute to an IRA while you're preparing your taxes next year, a lot of people will write a check, drop in some money into their retirement plan, and they'll take a tax deduction for it in that, that year.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, so if like if you want to do the candy thing, right? So, you know, you got your tax deferred accounts, you go get your candy from Halloween and you get to hang on to all of it, you know, but later on, yeah. you know, you're gonna have to give you're gonna have to give some of the candy back. So <laughs> Yeah,
0: absolutely. So the cons to that, that, that tax deferred account um is we have to pay taxes on it. So a four oh one K and the IRA money, if you don't need it, that's fantastic. But at the eventually eventually you have to pay taxes on that money because the government has what's called a required minimum distribution date waiting for you. It used to be 70 and a half, and that was just changed at um, the beginning of 2020. It was rolled back to age 72 now. So if you're not yet 72, you don't have to take out any money out of that IRA. But once you reach age 72, the government says you have to start taking money out and pay taxes on it now. How much? there's a, what's called a uniform life table. So give us a call, give us your balance, and we can factor in how much you're going to have to take. But um, they require you to take out, it starts around 35 to 4% per year is, is what you start at around age 72. And slowly, um, the longer you live, this number on the table gets higher, and so you divide. It, yeah. it's, there's, a, there's a formula. Yeah. But anyways, you have to pay taxes on that money eventually. And if you die with money in your 401k or IRA account, the beneficiaries are have to pay tax on that money so yeah, Uncle Sam wants
1: is he's waiting on it. he's tired of waiting so
0: that, <laughs> yeah, absolutely so that's the con is the con is taxes do have to be paid, and the government forces the money to come out of that plan okay. if you don't take the money out and pay taxes on it, then the government will penalize you fifty percent of what you were supposed to take out so yeah, in time. other words, if, if they say you know your balance is you know a couple hundred thousand you should have took out twenty thousand dollars, you didn't. Now, when you're filing taxes, they're going to give you a $10,000 penalty because you didn't take out the yeah. 20. Ouch. And, your tax on it.
1: and you still got to take the 20 out and you still got to, yeah. So it still yep. stings. It stings all the way around. Now, most of us are used to that because that's the norm, you know, and that's the, the, the big one there that we all kind of pump our money into. Are there any um, tax consequences to Roth IRAs? Because you'd say, wait a minute, this is, a, that's a tax-free account. The whole point of that is, uh, is to get around some of the taxes. So what's the consequence?
0: Yeah. So we just talked about IRAs where you get a tax deduction for putting your money in. A Roth IRA is you're you pay paying, tax on the in yeah. the tax on the money today. As
1: it's going but, in, yeah.
0: But you can still now put money in after you've paid tax. That money then will grow and accumulate. And this is potentially even more powerful. It comes out tax-free when you need it in retirement. Right. So the benefit to a Roth IRA is if you're young and you can put money in now after you've paid Taxes on your income, um, and you can fund a Roth IRA and do that each year, you're going to have a huge pile of money and it'll never be taxed again as long as you follow the rules. But here's the con the con is you have to own it for more than five years and you have to reach age 59 and a half for both traditional IRAs and for Roth IRAs before you take money out. If you take money out before 59 and a half, this is just general IRA rules, you're going to pay a 10% penalty to the federal government on what you took out. And on a Roth, Um, it's a little different, but it's 10% on earnings. And then you're going to pay income tax if you pull it out before retirement age of 59 and a half. So there is a rule, there is a con to the Roth where you actually could end up owing taxes. And that's if you pull money out before five years are up or before 59 and a half happens, and then you would owe penalty and Taxes on the money that you took out yeah. on the
1: earnings, and and, and it still sounds like Matt people. will people go, wait a minute, that still sounds like a much better thing. That's why I want to do Roth. Let me put all my money into you know, a Roth account, because that's just sounds like a better way to go, but there are income, there's limitations. So the other con is you can't dump everything you have into it. You can only put so much, right? So they, they, they kind of, they kind of close that up a little bit and say, wait a minute, you can't dump everything you have in there because we want some tax money. So there is income limitations and there's, yeah. And there's amounts and so on and so forth.
0: There are income limitations to Roth. So whether you're single or married um, yeah, they increase that uh, threshold each year, but there's a there's a limit as to how much you can make and still be eligible to contribute to right. one of these Roth yeah. tax free accounts. The other way to get them in is is a strategy called a backdoor Roth IRA. Well, and, and that's, that's that's
1: on the chopping block potentially, Matt, for the yeah. uh, for the new rules that they're thinking about passing the new tax laws that we're waiting yep. on. So, yep. So they're going to close that door. The potentially? key
0: is that tax, yeah, tax laws can change. Anytime that Congress wants to put forth a bill and it gets pushed through and and approved yeah well and that's there's, there's a change to the to the tax l- rules and this is one of the well, this is one of the catch-22s of yep. retirement accounts as well because I say you know the government can get access to your money and he, well, here's how they can force you to draw it out at a certain age or penalize you just like the traditional IRA and um, or they can raise they can they can raise tax brackets too and yeah. so um, if they raise your taxes, they can get access to a lot more of your accounts than you think they can. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, you know, and we'll we'll do a podcast once we get some more, you know, data, or once something gets approved or not approved or whatever, uh, to go through some more of that stuff. But yeah, it's unfortunately, you know, the the conversation with Biden's new tax. Uh, thing that they're trying to get pushed through that they're trying to work on is, you know, the, the one hand's waving over here saying, look, it's only for the really ultra wealthy. Uh, mm-hmm. And for the most part of that bill, that's probably accurate. But there are some other things in there that are going to affect Uh, regular folks as well. And some of that is possibly in retirement. So you know, we'll we'll keep you abreast of that as we get more information. But one of those is closing that or possibly closing that, that backdoor Roth. But for now, we'll keep moving on with our tax consequences. We'll save that conversation for another day. If you do have questions about it, though, as always, make sure about how the new laws, and again, they're not passed yet, but how they could possibly affect you, reach out to Matt, as always, if you have some questions about that at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Uh, taxable accounts, Matt, talk to me about any kind of tax pros or cons on, well, first of all, what is an after tax or a a taxable account? What's an after tax brokerage account? Is that like a money market account?
0: Yeah. Any kind of, uh, let's say you got some extra money, you know, you got money sitting in the bank and you're not happy with the yield. So you open a brokerage account and we can invest, we can invest money that you've already paid tax on into a brokerage account. And, um, or sometimes you'll put it, if you get a trust done, we name it to the trust. So you got a trust account. Okay. And it's just an individual account in your name, usually where you grow your assets faster than you would if you were in the bank because you usually invest it and we invest it into, you know, diversified portfolios, of course.
1: Gotcha. Um, and that's traded like you, normal income, right? From a tax that, standpoint? Yeah.
0: So the so the tax treatment, you're going to get a 1099 on that. Um, the only, you know, and then there's some tax efficiencies that I always like to make my clients aware of, but um, Yeah, mutual funds are a typical investment inside there to keep some diversification or exchange-traded funds. And um, you got to watch out because mutual funds can distribute lots of the capital gains to investors. And so you could end up with a high-tax bill on an after-tax brokerage account, um, depending on what you own. But some people will put stock in there, and stock pays dividends, and that stuff gets a tax that gets taxed as you go. I call that a tax as you go because they tax it every year, just like you your bank taxes your CD income or your bank account in, income. And so you'll owe tax based on whatever's on your 1099 from your brokerage account uh, at the end of the year. And it's taxed as you go. It's taxed at your current tax bracket.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, this one probably should be pretty short and sweet. Is there, is there any taxable constant <laughs> oil? Well, is there any pros or cons right now to CDs? Uh, but certainly taxes is the conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, um, CDs are one of those uh, I don't know, love hate because people like them for some reason. Um, I guess they like to go to the brick and mortar bank, but generally they're paying you a little higher than nothing. Your <laughs> savings account, okay. But in the current today's current rate environment, I mean, it's awful, guys. It's it's less than a percent for like five years. I mean, they are bad. But don't worry because all the interest that you gain on that CD, you get to pay tax on. Um, so, oh,
1: so they're not paying as much, and we get to pay taxes <laughs> on it,
0: and you get taxed on that in that, on that not as much. Can income. you say
1: partay? <laughs> right.
0: So CDs are um, really not attractive in today's environment so much. In fact, it's funny because I sat on a board at a credit union, and they have this Casasa uh, <laughs> Casasa uh, uh, saver account, and they said actually people are earning more interest on that because of they get rewarded for debit card transactions and stuff. And if you have so many a month, or you know, it pays you like two percent, they're seeing just very little in CD activity at all uh, right now, just because rates are so low. Yeah. So anyway, CDs are there, um, but they're treated the same as like your savings account interest. You you get taxed as you go. They're not real sexy. There's not a lot there other than they do tie up your money for, you know, a, a term. Whether yeah, that's whatever, you know, yeah, three, five, ten, five whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. So
1: okay. Uh, The final one then, so tax consequences, we've covered the biggies, the normals that people think about. What about annuities? Uh, Breaking out the A word here, is there any tax consequences to those?
0: Yeah, so there are. Um, Annuities are like retirement vehicles. Um, They operate under similar rules to IRAs in the form of you can't uh, take money out of an annuity before you're age 59 and a half without a penalty. There would be a penalty if you, you try to access money in an annuity before 59 and a half. Okay. However, uh, one of the good things about that, um, so if I have a non-qualified annuity, not in a qualified IRA or a Roth uh, program, I put in money and it grows and accumulates. Um, My money is after tax. Okay. And then it grows and accumulates. So if I put in 50,000 into a fixed annuity and I'm getting like three and a half percent for a certain number of years, if I pull all my money out, only the interest that I accumulated in that retirement product is taxable. So the principle of what I put in when I, when I pull it out, it, that doesn't get taxed again, but the earnings only do. And that's up to the insurance company to track for you. I mean, the, normally every one of your statements has that on there. Here's what your cost basis was or what you put in, premiums paid, and here's what's taxable. There are certain rules because people like to, you can keep money in an annuity. So if you do a certain term, like a five-year, that pays me level 3% if my five-year term comes up and I and I want to keep that money tax-deferred, I don't want to take it out and pay taxes yet, you can do what's called a 1035 exchange and buy another annuity and keep, the te- keep all your earnings in a tax-deferred bucket. So if you have excess money, a lot of retirees buy annuities. Um, number one, usually they like a fixed rate, a fixed annuity versus a variable. Um, they like to get guaranteed interest. But also the nice thing is if they don't want to take that money out or they don't have a need to take that money out, they can roll it into another annuity down the road and um, they never have to really touch that interest or pay taxes on that money. So when you do pass, however, your beneficiaries would pay tax again on the earnings portion only, not on the principal.
1: So, Matt, is that is that tax like a 1099 uh, like a dividend or how, how is that? How is that? How does that go?
0: No, that's a good question, Mark. So when you pull money out of an annuity, it's the last in first out accounting method, okay. LIFO. Um, so the last money <laughs> that was in is the interest that you earned on your principal, and that's the first money out. And when you pull the earnings out, those dollars are not taxed like your CD or your after-tax brokerage account. Those are taxed like income because it's a retirement product with same, applying the same rule of 59 and a half. When you pull money out of an annuity, this is one difference that you have from putting it in your regular brokerage account. The income or the earnings, excuse me, are taxable like ordinary income. So it's like you're adding income. So if you, if you have uh, $10,000 worth of growth and you're $50,000 worth of premium and you pull your money out of an annuity later on, first comes out the earnings, that $10,000, and you pay tax, it'd be like adding 10000 to your taxable income. for that. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Not, well, Yeah. Well good. Well, there you go. So there's a tax consequences conversation, pros and cons to the various different accounts that we have out there. As always, folks, if you have some, you know, some real questions about what it comes down to, you know, your specific accounts, make sure you're checking with a qualified professional like Matt before you take any action. You know, we talk in generalities and share some of this information just to kind of give us some things to think about. But you always want to follow that up with a, you know, conversation with your financial team. And you can reach out to Matt at nine eight nine-401-2949. 989-401-2949, or stop by the website, GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. If you've got some tax questions, if you've got some retirement questions, get yourself on the calendar and talk with Matt today. GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. He is an investment advisor representative and the president and owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. So don't forget to subscribe to us, Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good jazz. And uh, Matt, I guess I'll let you get up out of here this week. Happy early birthday and uh, enjoy yourself uh, when it, when that gets here.
0: Thank you sir. And if your head isn't spinning by now from this podcast, <laughs> um, you're doing you're doing pretty good. But this was a tough one, guys, if you're listening. Uh, I give you a lot of credit. There are a lot of questions that people have around these certain type of accounts oh, and yeah. um, I've got it all up in my brain. It's just like depending on what you are talking about and when is how how it all has to you know follow all these rules. So it is very confusing when we talk about taxable income and and not. The other thing, you know, just throw in there for your trick or treat uh, surprise is the way that we receive that income in retirement does impact tax on your social security payments. So,
1: oh, true, um, yeah.
0: So that's another little twist, but um, we didn't talk about that in the podcast, and I'm not going to talk about it now. So we'll get to it. A happy and safe yeah. Halloween, and uh, and uh, thanks for listening again. And uh, hook up with us. Definitely uh, love to give you this information. But if you want to talk about your specific situation, give us a call or contact us online with an email and we'd be happy to uh, set up a, a
1: visit. Absolutely, folks. Well, have a good Halloween. This has been Mondays with Matt. Stop by the website if you need to talk with Matt, GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. We'll see you next time.